This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. At the age of 16, the young Tsepo Mosada ran away from home to escape from his abusive stepfather. He lived on the streets of Joburg, homeless, where he begged for food. Today, he's the founder and pastor of Kingdom of Hope Ministries, a DJ on Hope FM and a motivational speaker. I'm delighted to have him as my guest now to tell me about his journey. Pastor Mosala, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It is an honor. Tell me about your story. You were 16 when you ran away from home. What, what, what happened? When a man is raising a son, which is not actually his biologically, it's actually a challenge. I only learned that in my time now of growing. Not all men can handle raising a child that is not his. My stepfather, uh, his hand was actually heavy upon my neck uh, to a point whereby every time when his sons, they have a problem, it will be directed to me. When anything goes wrong, I will be the one to be punished. I'll be the one to be beaten uh, if uh, anything has been done. And you should remember that my mother was was a domestic worker. So we, we spent it, uh, most of the time not with my mother, but with their stepfather. When I tell my mother this is what's happening, I know that by tomorrow I'm going to be getting the punishment. And that was it. Sometimes I'm going to school without food, but... Uh, his own children, they have food, they have money, and everything is fine. That treatment on its own, it was too much for me because I was facing an abuse, not only emotional abuse, but also physical abuse. So uh, I've seen that it does not help to be around this environment. It's actually not working for myself. And that's when, when I was actually about to do, I was doing grade 11. When I was doing grade 11, when I was supposed to be doing my grade 12 and that's when I left home I decided to leave home and forever so that's how my journey started to leave home and I I met a friend of mine that actually was in in, in Joburg he will come you know these guys who are staying at town that will come to the location maybe when school are closing or during a holidays time I told that guy man you know what I think it, it would be better if I come to stay with you that side because I at home, things are not right. So unfortunately, I did not know that he was actually not living at his place, but he was was living at school. The law of the school was saying, if you have graduated to grade 12, you are no more coming back. And he was not aware of that. So when we went back with him to Joburg, to his place, yeah, unfortunately, we got the surprise of our lifetime because even the, his room was closed and they told him, no, man, you are no more welcome here. So we have helped you until this far. So from actual, also he was without parents. So they said, we've helped you up to this far. So now you have to see where you go. Then that's how it began with me to go and live at the street of Chobek. And then that's how my life of being a street kid started. Pastor, it's a sad story. Just to confirm, you grew up in the Val in Frenachan? Grew up in it must have been an incredible shock, your first night on the streets, for both of you. For three years, I've been living in, for over three years, I've, I've been living as a street kid. Uh, the first night when I was there, it was like I was in, in a hole filled with water, like I'm droning life, like I'm droning in this life. Everything is messed up. Everything is turned around because you don't have a bed to sleep on. Now, I don't even have a blanket I found myself not prepared there. I'm having the bag of clothes here, school shoes only. I'm wearing school shoes and I'm having my bag of stationery here. 
So now I have to sleep here at street. No school, no nothing, because I had a hope that I will continue with my school. But now here I am. First night, it was horrible. Ma. I don't want to lie. I could say maybe the first weeks were, were, were so horrible because I, I have to now adjust that from today, I'm going to be sleeping with the card box and plastics. So that was it, that first night. It's dark. The weather, it is so cold. It is windy. You are at the street with your bags. You are really lost. Like, you are lost. You are lost, mom. So that's how it was. It was it was very, very bad and very terrible when I first arrived. Pastor, we know what happened to you. What happened to the friend that you left with? He had friends which he was schooling with, you know. So he was familiar with Joe Beck. And he had people around. So he left me at the street so that he can go and join others. So the life with him was better because he was sleeping in a room. He was right. He got uh, adopted somewhere there by his friend and life went on. So I don't know what happened to him after then. Last I, I heard from him, it was after second week that we were at the street. Because second week, that's when he disappeared and he left to be adopted by that friend of him. So that was things. That was what it was. But you became friends with other street uh, children and you yes. developed like a family or is yeah. that romanticizing it? Now I'm adopting that uh, this is it. These are my friends now. I am here now. In the next month, then that's when now I'm learning now the street life. I'm learning how to be a street kid. Now I'm taking out in my system that thing that I have a home. Now my home is a street. I'm eating from a dustbin now. I'm adopting that. I'm eating from a dustbin now. I'm wearing clothes, clothes that are taking out my private parts now. I'm depending on whatever that people are throwing uh, inside the dustbins now. So now people that are living like me who are looking like me, these are the people. Then now this now has to be my family. So that's how we join together. You know, when we, when we are living in the streets there, I tell you that place is one of the places that is, yes, when I was arriving, it was hard because I'm not uh, used to the place. But after a month or so, when I've now developed and now, when now I've made peace with everything, that's when it became so nice because as a family now, we are about to protect one another. It's about us now. We know that the only people that we have these are the only people. Beside this one, you don't have anyone else. Now we start to protect one another. We make sure that whatever that we eat, whatever that we organize, we eat together. We smoke together. We drink together. We hijack together because that's where we even developed the culture of hijacking people now. We hijack people. We hijack cars now. Now we are smoking drugs. We're smoking benzina. We're smoking glue. We're adopting now to that life. So as a family, we're standing together now. We make a chain as a family. So it was what it was. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. That time it was nice because I was then and even, you know, you know, the devil has this thing that when he's killing you, he's making sure that you get comfortable with where you are. Even if the life that you are living he makes sure that you get comfortable with the atmosphere, the environment, and he great laws and rules, and also a living out of that. So it was a cloth actually that was blind in in our eyes, but we could not see it there. So we had to enjoy that. You were there on the streets for three years. What was the turning point? The day when police came there, they came. It was so many metropolises. It was police there. They surrounded us like 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 a hail 
of, of a storm. That's when I had to come back to my senses. We got taken to jail there. And now everything had to be, to be open now that, you know what, the life that I'm living actually, if I don't die here, I'm actually going to see myself in it. That's when the turning point began from there. I came to my senses that it was actually on my second year, the street. So I I had now to come to my senses bit by bit. It was not a final because I had to make the final uh, decision after one of our our guys were killed by the guys who were selling drugs. In fact, we were also selling drugs as well. This guy knocked the, the kingpin of drugs. Actually, he took some of the stuff and sold for himself. So he was being thrown in a double store room, in a double store flat. He went down there, the head, it, just the, the blood was all over there. The brain was all over there. That was the turning point to me. When police took us, when I saw my friend on the third year being thrown like that, he died like a dog. So I saw myself, now I'm next. Pastor, until that moment, could you not have gone home? Even after day two, could was going home never going to be an option until that moment? Going home, Mama, remember that I'm still having problem at home. I'm still having a stepfather there at home. So going home, it was not an option. It was not even going to be an option. Even if only I could not be arrested or so my, my guy being thrown uh, like that, being killed like that as a dog. Going home, mama, it was never an option because at home there was no peace. The home was cold. There was no joy. There was no peace. I was always uh, depressed. You, you know, my feelings were always overrided. So going home, it was not even a happy place. Happy place was here at street until that happened. What happened when you went home, Pastor? When I go back home, it was the shock of their lifetime because they never expected. In fact, they had already declared me dead. Uh, to them, I was no more existing. They tried to look at me in radios. They tried police stations. I was no way to be found. When they saw me after that three years, it was a shock to them because the only thing that was a proof to them that I'm from the street were the clothes uh, that were inside the plastic that I came back with, the torn jeans, you know, the T-shirt that I was wearing. That was the proof enough to them. My mother burst in tears when she saw me. My siblings, it was pain to them. My stepfather said, no wait. And unfortunately, when I came back home, a few days when I came back home, my mother died. And the following year, my stepfather died. So you see, I spent three years. And when I was there, uh, I had this thing of making life to be better for my mother so that she will never even give away with me as her, her child to a man that she loves or maybe because of the the provision because my mother had no much provision but unfortunately it never happened when i came back mama died it was a pain that i had to live when i i I had to live with for for the rest of my life you know i I even regretted that if i should not left that three years at least i could have spent uh, three years with my mother but unfortunately uh, that is life That was Pastor Tsepo Mosala. He ran away from home at the age of 16. He is now the founder and pastor of Kingdom of Hope Ministries, a DJ on Hope FM, and a motivational speaker. If you want to know how he left the streets and restarted his life, please tune in again next week. Thank you to all of you for joining me. Special thanks to Lucy Masinga, who produces the show. 
If there's anything you'd like to comment on, you're welcome to send me an email on sharice at sajbd.org. Until next week, I wish you all Shabbat Shalom.